not when I was like eight or however old I was when yeah, I saw it. I was like, this yeah. is sick. Like that big ass snake. <laughs> Basilisk. See, I, <laughs> my, my, <laughs> big ass snake. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I remember. That's a big ass It's funny now that I'm talking about it out loud where it's like this, this, I've always enjoyed just nuance and depth, especially mm-hmm. within characters Yeah. where it's like never, like n- nothing is ever as cut and dry as it seems like All on right. the surface. I think adding that complexity to, to characters is really what makes characters compelling or at least interesting because it makes them more like us. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Feeding Curiosity. I'm your host, Eric Wenzel, as always. Feeding Curiosity is a podcast that explores the precarity of human experience and we challenge ourselves and each one of you to think, question, and synthesize wherever your curiosity takes you. In today's episode, we are joined by Jordan Chris and Ben Kaplanick. Each one of them have been on the podcast many times and have been my friends for better part of a decade. Before we get started on what we talked about today, I would like to shout out Ben, because he has not been on this podcast too often, but when he does, he makes a splash. And Ben's first episode, uh, episode 45, was with him talking about his de- his experiences with anxiety and depression, and just his life in general. And it was one of the more heartfelt episodes that I've been able to record because I do know Ben so well. So if you do enjoy this episode, please consider listening to that episode as well. In today's episode, we have a pretty wide-ranging conversation as we always do, but with some pretty clear delineations on topics. We start out with a discussion around the opening weekend of American football. We recorded this on a Sunday, so we didn't really talk about football Sunday because we couldn't, but we just talked about the first games of the season the previous Thursday. Um, From there, we kind of transition into a discussion around music and some of our favorites for Ben and myself. We had talked a lot about Tom DeLonge and Blink-182 and specifically Angels and Airwaves as well. Um, If you're fans of that genre of music, you've probably heard of them. If not, I really highly recommend you go check out at least Angels and Airwaves. I'm assuming most people know Blink-182 at this point. (laughs) From there, we kind of transition to a conversation around concept albums, meaning albums that have to be listened in sequence. We also talk about Mike Posner's A Real Good Kid and where the album came from and the Walk Across America. We close on a discussion on storytelling, mostly centered around characters and compelling worlds or how things grow beyond where they initially started or who initially created them. Basically, it's why do we enjoy characters with nuances and flaws rather than the abstracted black and white, you know, good versus evil characters. With that, everyone, this was an amazing conversation. There's a lot of laughs. There's a lot of fun. There's a lot of a little bit of everything in this one. And I really uh, hope you all enjoy it. And as always, my friends are the best people in the world. And without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Jordan Chris and Ben Kaplanick. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this is actually the first time you and, or Jordan and Ben have been on the podcast. 
together. No, we did. We did one. Oh, wait, you did do one. Yeah, it was like way back in the day. Yeah, the addiction one. Yeah, that one. The, the Demi Lovato. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That so, was a lot. That was, was episode nine. This is 66. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> well, Long time. It's a happy reunion. Yeah. But, uh, so I thought we'd start today since it is a Sunday morning and we're doing it early. You know, we basically all kind of rolled out of bed and said, oh yeah, we got to do a podcast today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that being said, it's Sunday, so it means football. Yeah. Football so, Sunday first yeah. of the year. So I was kind of thinking before, like last night, possibly maybe trying to do like a mini thing of like football recaps if we really thought that would be a cool thing. I don't that know. That would be dope. If we try to do like a... Thursday or something. This is totally spitballing, but basically every week, like, you know, week one football recap or something like that. Yeah. We could just talk about whatever highlights that you want to talk about. Yeah. For um, the week. I don't know what good, what would be a good day, maybe Tuesdays or cause then you have Sundays could work. Cause you can do like the previous Sunday. It just doesn't work for this one. Cause there is no, cause it's the first one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, okay. That's well, cool. Unless you want to talk about preseason, yeah. you know? Mm. Or, I mean, we could talk about the Bears game and how bad that was. Yeah, we could start talking about, like, whatever happened yeah. from the first opening week. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but, yeah, just spitballing ideas, but we kind of cool to kind of highlight other things yeah. outside of just the the idea yeah. stuff that we do. Yeah. Kind of break up the monotony, I guess. Right. We definitely need stuff on here, too, for that. That'd be dope. Yes. Yeah. I do want to get him on here because yeah. he's really, really knowledgeable yeah. in all of this stuff. Yeah. He taught me pretty much everything. Outside of the Patriots that I know about football. Yeah. <laughs> Got to know shit about the Bears. And he was like, oh, you, you don't know about the Bears? You got to watch the 30-30. I'm like, all right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I like Stump is like 40 years old. Yeah. And that's, how I I mean, that's how I picture him. Like a 40-year-old man. <laughs> it's like, uh, the, the sta- jer- ah, holy word. The stereotypical. The Bears. Yeah. The Bears. The juice. Yeah. But, uh, Dude, that Peyton Manning skit was awesome yeah i don't know what they're called i don't know if you've seen them yet. does the was at the in between on thursday night uh, did they show it during the game i don't think so okay maybe i didn't see it yet I, then i know the two dudes were in a commercial but then i don't think they showed the actual skit there's a skit where it's like two mike ditka looking dudes yeah okay i did see part you of saw, that they did yeah. play it during the game yeah yeah okay. i saw some of them and they baptized peyton manning and i didn't see that one it was italian hilarious. italian beef uh Aju. Aju. <laughs> and, and he just comes up and merged with the Mike Dicka mustache and an all Bears gear and just screams, Packers suck. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Then the next one, they had Brett Favre on it, and that was actually hilarious. I saw that one, I think, yeah. where he, he's like sitting in the chair. He's like, what? Yeah. am I not here? Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. I, I'll, if only Chris Farley was still alive for all that. Yeah, yeah really. Those are the SNL skits right there. Yeah. If uh, I'll find them on the internet and I'll put them in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of funny. They 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 really did a lot of like. It felt like really hometowny like vibes. This opening for the Bears at the very least, because so, with it being against the Packers and stuff. Oh, it was also the uh, hundredth season. Oh, that's why so they're yeah. celebrating. That makes more sense now for the Bears. Yeah, whole NFL, right? That's crazy. The NFL's hundredth season. Well, here's I saw that. <clears throat> the Packers were formed a year before the Bears. Yeah, because they were in the what's the other one called? The old one. Old one. Before the NFL merged. Oh yeah, right. You know what I mean? Whatever it was like AFL or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the history on that. Uh, Stump actually would probably know, but I think cool. Packers were around before. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure they won the first ever like actual championship. 
whatever in like football whatever was before there was a super bowl yeah kind that's of why thing. it's called the lombardi trophy right yeah oh cool um, i didn't know that i don't know i might be wrong on that i don't yeah I can look it up yeah. and see what that is. Don't worry. We just like to pretend we know a lot about football <laughs> and then talk about it. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, th- I know this was the first time Bears opened the season. Oh, really? So that's why it was kind of a big deal in Chicago. And they like, oh, oh, they were the first game of the Yeah, the whole entire season. season. Thursday. That's really cool. Yeah, and pretty sure that was the first time they opened it up, at least in a long time. Yeah, and the um, fact that it was against the Packers made it all yeah. that much more intense. Yeah, they couldn't have picked a better game, I think, to start yeah. the season off. Right. Now, if only it just wasn't as offensively boring. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was so bad. It was, I think what's worse about it, because usually I feel like Chicago fans across sports as a whole are really, like, defensive-minded. Like, if you think of mm-hmm. every major Chicago sports team, they're usually pretty defensive. It's always teams, been like I mean? defensive superstars, yeah, kind like, of in general. Like even with the Bulls, I know this is a different sport, but even with the Bulls, like how good they were offensively, they were like just as good, if not better, defensively. You know what I mean? Yeah. Chicago's always like defense, like eighty-five Bears defense. You know what I mean? I mean, everybody knows the eighty-five yeah. Bears for that reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if it what, so I was surprised, but if it wasn't for the hype around Mitch, I don't think people would have been upset with how the game and Mitch is the head Quar- coach quarterback quarterback, quarterback. quarterback. I got yeah. it starting quarterback and he's got a lot of hype around him because this is supposed to be his breakout season you know he's got his second year comfortable in with the head coach Matt Nagy and it's his third year in the NFL but nobody really wants to count that first year under John Fox and Mike Glennon no yeah. thank you because it was pretty <laughs> yeah <laughs> Really? But, yeah, so the whole thing around him is because he was picked second in the draft when he was drafted, and they traded up to get him. One spot. Yeah, one, yeah, one spot, but it was still like, why? But so he has a lot of, you know, a lot of hype on him, and he needs to play better than he is. Granted, it's only one game. Yeah. But, <clears throat> yeah, it wasn't good. He made a lot of bad decisions, and we ended up losing 10-3. to 13-3? 10-3? 10-3. Yeah. So it was low scoring. I mean, one touchdown. You gotta go into overtime, but we'll see. Yep, it's like a huge step back from how he finished out last season. Yeah, to the first game, it was. <clears throat> yeah, there, he's just. I don't know. I like the guy, and um, a couple days ago, I put out like my top five MVP candidates, and it was Pat Mahomes, obviously, because you can't count out the guy who won it last year. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, forget, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, and I can't remember the last one. I don't know. I, I think, think you put Saquon. No. It was another quarterback. I just can't remember who it is right now. Easily Nathan Peterman. Definitely Nathan <coughs> Peterman. He's got it all the way. Hands down, no competition. And he plays for what team? <laughs> I think he's on the Raiders now. Is he? A, yeah, he might be the backup for the Raiders. Yeah, that sounds about right. He's not a very good quarterback. Yeah, I was gonna say it didn't sound it like it. By the way, sarcasm. Yeah, by the way that you you looked down <laughs> as you said it, yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't remember who the other guy is, but it's there. He exists. Yeah, it'll probably come up <laughs> well, once. It'll probably come up once you get deeper in the season. You'll yeah. be like, oh right, oh that's who it is. Yeah, because it'll just bubble up to the surface for you since you're in all your fantasy things. Right. So, um. So, yeah, like, I think Mitch will be fine, but there's a meme. I was going to send this to you, but I couldn't find it, Ben. But there, there's a meme of Mitch Trubisky. He's standing in the middle of the field, right, like, about to throw the ball. 
and the picture shows like a like a freaking massive hallway pretty much <laughs> like no defenders nobody except like his tight end in the end zone and like all the defenders and his guys are like off to the left or off to the right with like an open open lane right mm-hmm. and it goes can you imagine this play didn't end in a touchdown and I thought it was photoshopped, and I'm like, I don't believe that. And I was looking through, and it was actually wait, a real it's a photo. real photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? It? Was from last season, I believe. Yeah. Um, I'll we'll just see if we can find that, that so was. I can put it in the show notes because yeah. that's ridiculous. I forgot yeah. which game it was. Yeah, I don't. I think it was against the Packers, but I think it was away. He's got. He's yeah. yeah. A little, little bit more to learn on the decision making and scanning down the field a lot better. Uh, yeah. There's quite a lot of open people mm-hmm. on Thursday that he just ignored. He wanted to only throw to Allen Robinson, it seemed like. Yeah. <clears throat> like the fact that mm-hmm. Anthony Miller was very uninvolved in that yeah, offense. I think he only had like one or two targets at that. <clears throat> so we'll see. It's a long season. Or it's not that long, actually, if you <laughs> consider other sports. But right. I mean, it's you. Week one is the game. If you're going to lose a game, I feel like week one's the game to lose. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't think it's like time to panic. Yeah, I'm not worried about it yet. Bears fans, but his lease is just a little shorter. Like if Tom yeah. Brady has a bad game like that, people can be like, come on, Tom. Okay, you got a six rings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. We'll, we'll give him There's a lot more slack at the line yeah. or chain links. Yeah, so Mitch, I mean, <laughs> I know people are being like a little critical, but. I mean, a lot of people, I, I felt like before the game, with all the you know the commentary that they were doing, there's so much hype around it, like all of this stuff. Like everyone's kind of excited about this yeah. new Bears team in general, and so you know people can't help but get a little starry eyed and yeah. over promise and be like they're gonna do fantastic and they're you know this is the first time ever and they just you know yeah. get outlandish and everyone's like all right let's just you know tone it yeah. yeah let's just be realistic here guys yeah. <laughs> no that is realistic and you should be able to do that it's just don't all of a sudden flip well they, yeah that's what i mean like they flip like by the end of that like game cry they, like a bitch like toward, after just one week like toward the end of the game you could hear the announcers like already like shit talking kind yeah, of dude, like the nfl, really the NFL negative. always shits talks the uh the bears i know always the, especially the uh the commentators <laughs> for the actual sports or the actual games they yeah. really don't have like a really good view of the bears they, they hate yeah. the bears everybody hates the bears yeah yeah so we'll see yeah. hopefully i personally uh, am Aesthetic, because I mean I don't know if you noticed. Right, Jordan's all patriot out right now. I should take a picture of this and put it in the. <laughs> yeah. But uh, for for context, Ben is shaking his head. Yeah, with Ben disgust. hates that I'm a Patriots fan, but that's fine. <laughs> Most people do, and I love it. Especially living in the Midwest, like you're, you know, yeah. you're like one step removed from being a Packer fan. Yeah. Like, so well, you know, the only reason why I hate it, Jordan's he's explained it to me. So it's <laughs> it's fine for him, but ninety. Eight percent of people became Patriots fans in what was it like two thousand five or whatever? Yeah, and the well, even more I'd say in the last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the team that just keeps winning. Let me like them. Yeah. Well, I mean, the it's, the, it's the bandwagon team. It's like, like hey, hey, who was the quarterback before Tom Brady? Who I don't know. Yeah, Brett Favre well, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brett Favre for sure. I was gonna say I don't think I even know who would be Joe the Montana. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe. And it's funny because he, what was the other team? He So, Drew Bledsoe, good quarterback, right? He was playing for the Patriots. He went down with the injury. Then Tom Brady comes in. The rest is history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bledsoe goes to another team, and pretty much the same exact thing happens. I just can't remember 
Who was, what was the it heck? Drew Brees? Drew Brees. Some, <clears throat> someone so else that, was like, That would have been the Chargers first because Brees was – the yeah, chart, and then he got traded to the Saints, I think, right? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, it was like, shoulder. so everyone says, like, if Drew Bledsoe's on your team, he gets injured. Whoever's behind him is going to be. Gets amazing. like the golden touch. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady's story is actually kind of really, like, really, really interesting. When you, when you think about his rise into the, like, this. I, I don't even know. Legendary. Like, yeah. yeah, legendary quarterback status because yeah. he was, like, one of the worst draft pick quarterbacks. Yeah, when he first round. started, yeah, he was terrible, yeah, his and profile. nobody wanted him. Yeah, and then with uh, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, uh, Tony Romo then. <clears throat> so not as good as Breeze, but still <laughs> a good quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. I mean, that's why I'm. I get confused when people don't like Brady. I can understand if people. Well, it's because people don't know the full story. It's like when you just see yeah. a guy who's really fucking good and always winning and always like. Yeah, it just caused for like. An almost boring NFL season because sometimes it really does suck going into something. It's like great, you know, Patriots and who to win it all. You kind of <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. Let, That's what I was gonna say. Like, you like, kind of want to see some underdogs thrown in there. And like holy shit, like that was an awesome season for them. Like that made that fun and mm-hmm. entertaining to watch. Or yeah, for the most part, all of us Bears fans want that to be our team. Naturally, like, hey, <laughs> yeah. Let's get the everyone wants the underdog until it's their <clears throat> team that's winning all the time. Because, like, that's exactly, <laughs> that's, true. that's exactly, I feel the same way you feel about the Patriots. I feel that way about Golden State. Now it's okay. over. Now their dynasty yeah. is over. But right, yeah. when they were, like, always winning, I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Like, it's come boring. out, I'm tired of it. You know what I mean? But now when it's my team, I'm like, shit, man, keep it going. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, like, we just signed Antonio Brown. Like, let's see how, you know, let's get this choo-choo train yeah, keep going. Like, right? dude, never, I don't want to stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to go to a... a a championship rally in Boston. Hopefully mm-hmm. they win again. So I that'd get be a chance cool. To go. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, no. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I was actually, I was thinking, I was thinking about this the other day and like how everyone hates on people when you're not a fan of the home team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't get that. I feel like I would rather pick your own team just cause, like, I feel like, yeah, it's fun to root for the home team because obviously you can go to games yeah. easier. Yeah. And like, if they win, you be a part of it and there's more of a culture. Cause you go out to the bar and everyone's, you know, having a good time when they're mm-hmm. winning. So that makes sense in that regard. But I feel like everyone should have a side team. Yeah. You could have a second, third favorite team to yeah. root for when your team's not playing. <laughs> yeah. Or like, just sucks so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But cause so, like for me this year, I want to root for the Broncos cause Vic Fangio. I would love to yeah. see his first year as head coach, the Broncos, do well. Right. My second team right now is now the Broncos for Vic Fangio. Right. Yeah, I don't like the Broncos. Only because they beat the Patriots before. Mm. Any team that beats the Patriots, that's, I you, that's, you don't you like just, So he hates the Giants. He did say he hates the Giants. <laughs> I fucking hate the Giants. That was my least favorite Eli team. Manning, 2-0 and against Tom Brady wow. in the Super Bowl. Yep. There's a rivalry. Yeah. Eli Manning. Yeah. In 2007, when we went undefeated. And then lost in the Super Bowl. Damn, that sucks. That is why after I don't care about anything else. That is why I'm like, fuck you, Elon. <laughs> like, Dude, not, that's not salty even, as hell. Yeah. Not even the good Manning brother. I know I was gonna the say bad Manning bad brother. One. Hey, um, we're not slandering here. Yes, Just, we are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> this, this is like you and country. You're like, yes, we are. This is like you and country, Jordan, yeah. where you just go from like, like I don't want to be mean, but uh, yeah, I'm going to be mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you were an Eli Manning fan. <laughs> What are you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do like Saquon, though, but everyone else sucks. Um, 
<laughs> anyway. Jordan has really hard boundaries on very specific things. Yeah, and that's one of them. <laughs> that and country music is about all I won't move on. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Country sucks. It does. It does. Are we going to have to do a country sucks podcast with you two? Oh, just please. <laughs> we might have to, but we need to get a country music enthusiast. Yeah. Just so we can... Like, I actually don't know who I, reconsider I actually life. don't know who I'd ask for that. I don't think we have any really country fans in our group of people. Yeah, I can't think of anyone who likes country. I mean, I think Mike would list like would listen to country, but not like like not that Mike doesn't not, like a diehard. Yeah, Mike's fan. not like a, f- a lover of music like that. Yeah, he, I would say he is. No, no, not really. He doesn't listen to music like nearly like you do. Oh, really? Not even close. Huh. He he mostly watches like little guitar things and. Kind oh, of like, like tunes, more of like mm-hmm. acoustic stuff. Just like, oh, I think I could do that. Right, that makes sense. And then they'll sit yeah. there for five hours. And- yeah, you know who's got a real good music taste? Your brother. Yeah, I don't know where the fuck yeah. that comes from. He's got <laughs> like a real like. I go to him a lot for like if I need something new. Yeah, he he he's really into the, like the like R and B kind of. It's like yeah, it's like because he's like Cautious Clay. Yeah, um, yeah, he showed me him. I forget the other guy that he shared recently, like two weeks ago, who came out a new song. But he's really good. Sure. Really, he's really similar to that uh, style of music. Yeah. I'll have to look it up because yeah, it's like the jazz funk. Yeah, it's like it's like a newer. Yeah. it's like a very fusion kind of like slower. Yeah, uh, style music. I actually kind of enjoy it. It's really good for focusing and like yeah. just kind of chill, like maybe mellow, I guess is kind of the direct, uh, the best yeah. descriptor. Yeah. More mellow. I, yeah, that's like, so Spotify again, shout out. I love Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they, they have, I have like four different, uh, what's it called? Daily, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do the they daily oh. track lists and yeah. it kind of groups it by your by, genre yeah. tastes. Yeah. So like I have one that's like all rap. I love that they do this because like whatever mood I'm in, I can just hit whatever playlist and it's yeah. perfect. Mm-hmm. So I have one that's all rap, one that's kind of that style, the funk R&B mix. Um, another one that's all like classical music and I listen to that. Oh, when classical. I'm, really? Yeah. I listen to that when mm-hmm. I'm writing. Um, Any specifics? I couldn't tell you a okay. single person, <laughs> but ma- like Hans Zimmer I, maybe. But that's okay. More yeah. Like, that's more. He's movie. Yeah. So not even that. I was just curious if anyone had Beethoven had popped out at you. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's just it's like I kind of it's just white noise. Yeah, like I'm doing it so I can have so it's not just quiet, but then I can also focus on what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So that and then I have what's the other? And the other one is like my workout playlist where it's like Breaking Benjamin and all like the metal Mm. hard stuff, um, like Linkin Park and stuff. And that one I only use when I'm working out. I've noticed some weird Linkin Park. Well, you, you know, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not a sentence I would ever have thought strung together. Yeah. They, I mean, they have some songs that I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah off, the, that, off so. the first album, you yeah. can maybe get away with. I still remember the, heavy, but, yeah. the one with the drain. I can't remember the name of it. The Meteoria? No. The song with drain. the drain where it's like the sound of like water going down the drain. I don't know that one. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Hmm. It's got a lyric or anything that we can maybe play. It might have been in the end. If I had to guess, but I don't know. It's been so long. I'm trying to remember all these different songs. Yeah, yeah. Because like, like, I listen to so much Linkin Park that some of the songs just kind of blur together for me now. I can't really <laughs> remember song names. Yeah, you know, it's like Blink One Eighty Two. Sometimes, like I'll know the song once I hear it. Like, I, yeah, no, no, I got that. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot how many songs Blink had that I actually like. Because like I don't. Really? I don't like every song by them. It's not my go-to genre right but 
like I was looking, this was like maybe a month ago now, but I was like looking through a couple of their albums because I'm like, let me just go like and see. And I was like, yo, I like at least like 10 of their songs, <laughs> like a lot. You know what I mean? And I was like, shit. I, I mean, they have a ton of music too. So the chances is you, you would yeah, like something. Yeah. Is Newer pretty... Blink though? Oh God. Uh-uh. No. Mm-mm. Please don't. See, I really. Bring back Tom. This is my <laughs> petition to bring back Tom. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> Tom DeLonge is too busy de- trying to find aliens. Yeah. Tom DeLonge's too busy following his dreams. Yeah. Right. I'll it, allow it. Isn't he on that the group, the band you're seeing? Yeah. Angel yeah. and Airwaves is his other band. Mm. That he kind of had that going on in parallel for like, I don't know, since 2008 or so. I think it's a little earlier than that. A little earlier. I wasn't sure. I thought it might have been 2006. Yeah. So they've been going around. That was like when they kind of took like a brief hiatus from Blink for a little while. And yeah. then uh, he started Angels and Airwaves, which it's technically. Uh, it's almost like a love letter to his children in some ways and just kind of this his well, story yeah, his, his storytelling and stuff that he wanted to do mm-hmm. and he, angels and airwaves abbreviation is ava and his daughter's name is ava yeah so did she come before or after before i think it was before before but he always had this dream of like blending like a like multimedia blending of storytelling music and art mm-hmm. all together to tell stories and yeah the, so uh <laughs> He they released in 2012 uh, the albums Love Part One and Part Two together, and it's like 20 something songs total. Yeah, because it, it's huge. It's a massive album. Um, and that and it's was really good. It's one of my. It's like my all time favorite. Like if I really just need music to just kind of snap me back into like a different headspace, I can put on the, that album because it's combined on uh, Spotify. You can listen to each one separately, but listening them together is way better. Yeah. Um. And it just kind of, the, a lot of the songs just have a lot of deep meanings to them, mm-hmm. at least as far as, I would love to actually talk about Tom to, to see if he, oh, like dude. some of the ideas behind it. Um, well, because the, the, wasn't album- there a documentary associated with that one or was it a different, or was it one of the songs? They did the Ernie Ball. I know that one. Yeah. Which was more of like his whole life, like starting out with like, the starting of Blink and, and how they started out with, yeah, they started out with dick jokes yeah, and just singing about the stupidest shit ever. And then finally somebody just like, Hey, you guys want a record deal? And they're like, what? Yeah. We're going to make money off of dick jokes. Sure. <laughs> then obviously somewhere along the way, they kind of evolved to get out of just yeah. dick jokes. Like, of course they, they kept with it. Still, because that's who they are, but they actually started making more meaningful, like mm-hmm. actual music. Right. Just, I remember they're like super angsty. Very. Like, that was. They were very like, suburban kids and yeah, kind of yeah. all came from broken <clears throat> homes. What, what he told I wrote I take away from that that documentary, the Ernie Ball, which I think is fascinating to kind of understand. Um, you know, someone who's been in the music business for as long as they have as a group, they 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 were all at the same high school and they got like a local show, like you you were doing. And they're like, the promoter of the show or whoever owned the place was like, hey, can you sell tickets, though? And they lied out of their ass. Because up until that point, they were kind of just playing in their garage and just fucking around. Like, yeah. Yeah. they weren't, like, trying to be a band. They were just like, I like playing the guitar, and we got a guy who likes to play the drums. I think this is before Travis, too. Yeah, it was um, um, Scott. Yeah, and so then they they all just kind of fucking around. They're like, they were just playing. And it wasn't like they were all, like, fantastic musicians. They just wanted, they just used it as an outlet. Mm-hmm. And so Tom basically used early version of like a poster maker of some sort and just printed out flyers and then snuck into the school and put them everywhere in the school. And like 
upsold themselves to kind of like drive hype to get people to show up basically Mm -hmm. and everyone they like wound up selling out and that was like the start of their music careers where they kind of just forced it into being to some like oversold themselves and just kind of made it a fun experience and i was like wow that's fucking cool like you know and they're in like high school like it's not even like where'd the name come from blink 182 i think initially they were blink and then they had a copyright infringement because um it was a European band that had already had the copyright for mm-hmm. that name, I think. I don't don't quote me a hundred percent on that because I remember I know we talked about it before. Yeah, that one I actually don't even know either um, because there's a lot of things that a lot of people will say or throw in what they think it means. I just I've never actually seen it come from them. Any of the yeah, any of the members like, hey, this is what our name means, and especially because. I mean, Mark and Tom are the most vocal ones. Travis is just kind of there like, yeah, I play the drums. I don't need to <laughs> I mean, post weird yeah, things on social media all the time. But like, and he <clears> loves <throat> both of them. He's not oh, going to yeah. pick sides. And Mark and Tom, though, like just they will spat out any like dumb thing that they want to. Like, I mean, Mark's Twitter is hysterical. And like, it just pokes fun at a lot of the blink stuff. He's like, oh yeah, this is what her name means. So it's like, well, I know you're joking or, or maybe actually you're not. <laughs> he I just makes know, up something about the name. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's really catchy. That's like way too. Yeah. It just rolls off. Yeah. Might be catchy cause it's so popular, <laughs> but you know what I, mean? I wonder if it's like, maybe. Yeah. But, but now I remember what you're talking about with the, uh, the love part one and two it was yeah. in the documentary. They made that like space movie. Yeah. It was like time a s- travels through like he's stuck in space, but then like it's like this journal and t- kind of time travels through to like World War One or two. Yeah, it was like some. It was like a. It was a very interesting concept movie. Yeah, because that was before he made the multimedia company. That might have been like his first attempt at trying to yeah. like tie a song into a film. <laughs> it was a short film, I know. Yeah, it was really good. It is actually it, won an award. Is it a music? video or is it literally just a movie it's like a movie it's more like a movie but it plays the songs as the backdrop of the yeah mm-hmm. so like kind of action scenes almost like like it has the so it is kind of like a music video but it's longer right. it's not just one song well right but uh, yeah like an extended yeah like i know kanye west did that i think the most notable would be uh the wall pink Floyd. yeah uh, which I haven't seen yet. But that sounds Nate, cool, though. Yeah, Nate is like, dude, you need to see it. <laughs> like, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll see it eventually. But like Kanye West did that with one of his albums. It was like a 40-minute short movie. Thing. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, I remember watching it in high school, like, super stoned. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck is <laughs> yeah, this? Yeah, like, what it's am like, I watching? Yeah, it's like super weird. But yeah. Interesting. I like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what he, what he also did, too, is so, like, the, he's come out with, like, young adult, like, novels and stuff for <laughs> his... His company is called To The Stars, and they write, he's, like, co-authored, I don't even know, like, six books at this point, and yeah. there's, there's like, some mini EPs for song that songs that go with those books. Yeah, so, like, mm-hmm. basically what he said with those EPs is, like, he wants you to be able to read the book and, and like listen have to those that music. playing in the background, and just, it helps you, like, Immerse. envision being in mm-hmm. that story it works. even more. It really works, too, because mm-hmm. I've, I've read some of the books that it has those songs for and i'm like i can see it like you really get that extra essence of the of what he's trying to like make it feel like for different parts of it that's really interesting i don't know he was that he's very creative creative he basically openly admitted he's like i've reached my peak with blink 182 like 
we're a giant, huge band that everybody loves. Like I've made a lot of money off of them. Like there's no more upside to being in Blink. Like only Blink. <laughs> he he wanted to challenge himself and create more for people to kind of just see him as just other than Blink One Eighty Two. Like he just he needed to challenge himself because there was no more progressing through Blink. Because you're that big of a band and you just tour studio, tour studio, tour studio. Like he was. He didn't want to do that anymore. He wanted to create and challenge himself. So that's kind of why he he didn't step back from Blink. They kind of kicked well, him out. I mean, that's a whole debacle. <laughs> but who knows really what happened with that one? That was just. <laughs> but so are they not cool anymore? Then it sounds like no, they're they're all so cool with each other. I think now. they're cool for the most part. <clears throat> yeah, because uh, Travis Mark, Travis was on a uh, Joe Rogan a couple months ago, and yeah. he had mentioned Tom, and he's like, yeah, we're still friends. We text, you know? Yeah, Tom and Travis are still really close, and then, like, Tom and Mark both kind of said it, like, very briefly, like, through various social media sites. It was like, there will never be, like, any hate towards each other. Like, we still love each other. Like, no, they may not talk every single day like they used to, but there's there's no hatred between them. Right. That makes sense. More of, like, a business thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I like when people can be more civilized well that uh, this is a little different but yeah civilized <laughs> but like just not so like narrow mm, in their yeah. create creativity you know what i mean so that's really cool i might have to check that album out the love love part one and two yeah yeah, yeah. i'm really curious I'm, it's it's very long and uh it's technically recommended to listen to the songs in order because there's some like interlude songs yeah that are just instrumentals <clears throat> and stuff that kind of fade in and fade out to the next song yeah so if you want to listen that way for the first time and then just kind of get your own favorites out of it because some of them kind of connect and build stories together right yeah there's so, uh letters there's a letters part one and two or something like that there's letters to god part two letters to god part one is actually boxcar racer oh wow i did not even connect that <clears throat> yeah so boxcar racer is their first band the first it's Tom and Travis yeah. after the first Blink. Oh, right. Split. That was the first breakup. That was what it was. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I've always questioned why people don't listen to albums in order. Mm -hmm. uh, to me, it's kind of like watching a movie out of order. Like, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, it's like you mm -hmm. wouldn't do that. You'd watch it the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. So, I don't like... It's, cause <clears throat> it's a story. I yeah, I feel like there's usually a reason oh, dude, why I... you place songs in a certain order. Mm -hmm. and Unless it's like... A mixtape or like a, even even some EPs have like a deeper meaning, but yeah, something like that where it's like just a small compilation of songs or something. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's different. But if you're doing a you know concept album, listen to it the way yeah. that kind of yeah. like try to get the concept. You know what I mean? I always try to like look where the 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 title or if they have it where the song is the title album. Mm -hmm. I try to find where they put that in the album because yeah. it's like. I don't know, I kind of view that as like the climactic song or the song that they resonated most with and then built the rest of the, the mm. album around, kind of. Um, I always, I don't know why I do that. It's just, yeah. it, and sometimes it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> like, But it, I don't know, I just kind of find that fun to kind of figure out how, why they chose that to well, be yeah. the song that is the, like the focal point. Yeah. Um, but this also reminded me of a separate album that I, I listened, I found a couple months ago, but it's Mike Posner. So mm. the, he was the, I took a pill in Ibiza was like one of his big, big songs way mm. back in like high school. Maybe? Yeah. It was like probably our high school, his college yeah. was when he was, he made it. Um, 
but he came out an album I think early this year called Real Good Kid and the first track on that song on that on that play on that album sorry is um an interlude or a pre- like a yeah, kind of like a disclaimer saying that you're, you're you're about to listen to a real good kid for the next 40 minutes this album is meant to be listened to in one sitting without interruptions doing nothing hmm. you're supposed to just experience the album and the entire album is is built around his his experience with losing his father to cancer Oh, shit. And so it's like every song, it's like some of the songs have like actual recordings of him talking to his dad in the hospital and just like, it's, it's such like a, yeah. it's a really emotional album. And like when you actually give it a chance to like, just listen to it straight through, it's like, damn, like you really feel like he put a lot into it and it's a very different than any other of his music that he's ever put out. And then since then, since he's been like dealing with his dad's passing, he decided to uh, walk across America. What? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's been doing that. If you follow him on Instagram, I do that. And he, cause he, I initially actually found him out cause he wears whoop and the whoop shared him. And I'm like, wait, I know. Whoop. This. Yeah. Whoop. There it is. <laughs> what um, is whoop? It's my band. It's this thing. Oh, it's my activity tracker. You can find it on, uh, the blog whoops <laughs> you can find it on the blog and talk all about it so it's called wearables meet whoop and aura ring to not take up more space than necessary <laughs> yeah um but yeah so i found him on there and he he had like mentioned this album and like his bio on spotify said he's like when he lost his father he was like torn between wanting to go to the military and like serve something or become a buddhist monk and live on a mountaintop and because like just like a soul searching kind of thing but then he said he always had this dream to kind of walk across the united states and now with this like soft reset of like losing his father he just said fuck it we're gonna do it and so he started on the east coast and he's i believe just over halfway now he's in um here (laughs) he's like in schomburg no he's he's farther than that (laughs) yeah he was in colorado not too long yeah like a snake yeah he just started up again after he got bit by the snake he recovered pretty quick um, but yeah, so he, so he started walking and he basically what he does, he walks 20 miles a day and then he's got a, a, a team with him, obviously with an RV, but they, they park the RV and then he walks 20 miles and then they find a spot to, to drive him back to the RV sleep. And then they drop him off at that same spot every day. And he just keeps going. It's cheating. I don't know. If it's, kidding, I don't know if it's I'm quite kidding. cheating, <laughs> but That's yeah, the, crazy. this story, his story and how like. I don't know the authenticity authenticity that the album has and just like his bearing with it like you wouldn't expect this guy is like this you know many millions of downloads and plays and yeah. could sell out anywhere and he decides to just drop everything he does and he's come out with a couple singles while on the road now yeah he's probably got a studio in the rv I most likely if he hits like some inspiration he was like yo let's just get it i mean yeah i mean i think that doing stuff like that where you kind of have like these things you want to do and then you have an outlet that's creative and then you can kind of channel it into something it's really different right because you get this story or you're just because even like told the story of like this rattlesnake thing and i wouldn't be surprised if he comes out with a song that's built around this like hardship of stuff where he because he's like feeling bad for himself and like Mm -hmm. upset at you know now he's like had to go home and rehab and the setback of life so to speak right but it's pretty neat and then like he he did a cool video where he like as he was getting wheeled out of the hospital like discharged he like thanked all the nurses and like had them in a video and said like gave like a huge like shout out to all of them that helped him 
Which is pretty neat. Because like rattlesnake bites are no joke. So if, if you don't get yeah. enough, uh, you don't get the antivenom in, in like <clears throat> a certain amount of time, you basically can lose the leg or wherever it bites you. Yeah. That's fucked up. That's see, I don't like nature. <laughs> <laughs> like, Come on, Jordan, let's go camping, buddy. <laughs> that's a, dude. I love camping, but I'm just saying everyone's like, like everyone's so hyped about like Colorado, and I love Colorado. Dude, I want to go like, so bad. Yeah, I'm going at the end of this month. Okay. Everyone's like, oh, let's go hiking, let's do all this stuff. I'm like, y'all know like lions are out there, right? Yeah, dude, let's go mountain lions. Hi, Jordan. Do you know that there's this place in this world that exists? It's called Australia. Mm-hmm. Literally everything there. Has wants spikes. to kill you. Yeah. This is why I'm not there. <laughs> I do. I saw a, a picture, dude. I, every so often it'll come up where you have, you know, pictures of Australia where there's just wildlife killing other wildlife. There's a motherfucking spider. It's like the size of this table. <laughs> it was hanging off like a corner of a garage. It had a freaking python or a snake trapped. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. <laughs> Your Jordan's face. He just went wide-eyed. <laughs> See that, like. I'm being, I'm joking a little bit, but like that, I'm not joking. (laughs) That's terrifying. I'm not fucking with that. Australia is a terrifying place. Yes. Yeah. When you have an island and everything just trying to survive in like a borderline desert or desert slash tropical environment. Yeah. Yeah, weird. Everything gets specialized into how to kill things better than other things. Everything everything (laughs) there is a predator. Yeah. There's no prey. (laughs) Humans are the prey. (laughs) That's it. It's. It's weird, but that, I mean, okay, back to Mike Posner. That's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Tangent. Yeah, that's, that's super awesome. Yeah. That he's doing that. I honestly haven't heard anything. Well, okay. So the most I've heard about him was back in high school. He had that really popular song come out that I hated. Um, He had a very, a lot of clubby songs back then. Yeah, I can't. Which totally, like, I'm not a. The version of him that I know now, it does, I just don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah, The last I heard of him, he did an album with Black Bear. Oh, cool. And I forgot the name of it i'm pretty sure he just did the super bowl halftime show really so, mike Potter? i'm pretty sure no that was adam levine yeah we did watch what did that he yeah, just, Maroon 5. what did he just do it was he came out of a music video it recently. was with football i know he did something okay. last year hmm. yeah what i don't know i don't know do? i didn't really know about him like i knew uh like vaguely right like, like if i heard his, his song <clears throat> i would be like oh yeah i know that song yeah but like i wouldn't have like been able to say his name and talk about any <laughs> yeah yeah i like that uh i'm gonna check that album out because i really like concept albums yeah really good kid is really it's a it's a di- different album yeah you know it'll make you it's the thanksgiving halftime show oh okay. that's what it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. they're not easy to do either man concept no. albums are so tough like i've tried to you know make a couple concept mm-hmm. albums and I mean, there's obviously no right way to do something like that. Right. <clears throat> um, but the way I've kind of, like, I've noticed that when you try to force the concept, for me, at least, it doesn't work. Because then you're like, oh, well, this is what I want it to be. And then, like, you're trying to force your creativity during each song to fit that concept. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you want it to be, like, a like a fluid story, like, yeah. from, you know, A to B. Yeah. Kind of um, narrow down your creative process. And yeah. Like, yeah. It's another thing if you're just kind of, if the concept is just kind of like a tone or a theme. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, loose, like, the song about to do with the theme, but it's not really a story. Yeah. That's one thing. But when you're trying to tell a cohesive story, if you're trying to fit each song into that it's so tough so mm-hmm. i've kind of always just been like i still have an idea for a concept album i don't know if i'll ever do it i will do it but <laughs> not 
anytime soon. It's not on the it's not on the front plate. <laughs> it's kind of like detox by Dr. Dre. I'm gonna keep <laughs> hyping it up and just never release it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gonna have people be like, just tell everyone you heard it, and that is amazing. <laughs> so it's like everyone's like, I want to hear it. But anyway, um, super secret mixtape. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna, I would let the story come to me. So I do like song one, mm-hmm. and that'd be the beginning. And then just kind of come song to and let the story just kind of tell itself and look like, oh, there it is. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like that's the way I would have to do it. Because mm-hmm. if you have to force yourself to be like, okay, so this part of the song, this has to happen. It's just like if you're not in that headspace to make that song at that time. Yeah. It, like you either force it and it would suck or it would just take forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I respect people like Kendrick Lamar, a little different, but like Kendrick Lamar is good kid, Mad City. Yeah, which we talked about that one. Yeah, good kid, which is weird because it's really good kid by Mike Posner. Yeah, I'm just gonna name it something to do with a kid that's good, and I think it'll just flow. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think they, they figured good, it out. This good kid. Yeah, this good kid really Mad City. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to throw the Mad City. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Take a word from all your inspirations. This yeah. is the longest <laughs> album title ever. <laughs> just goes on forever. <laughs> The, t- the title idea. takes up 364 pages alone. <laughs> yeah, the title itself is 40 minutes long. <laughs> Spoken. Um, right. <laughs> um, but Jesus. I give like so much props to them because and, like even Nate during his concept album. Oh my like, God. This stuff is not easy. And the fact that he even, it, there seems to be a, co- like he really thought about it. Yeah. And that's what's been coming through with all his like Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. And for Nate, it's St. Ripley. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he, you know, I, I didn't think about how much, you know, planning he actually put into like what makes sense for what thing. Mm-hmm. And he's really putting in all the work yeah. for it. It's yeah. pretty crazy. All by himself too. It's, yeah. it's a lot of meticulous planning that goes into that. And I feel like it's harder doing it the way he's doing it because he's releasing it week by week. Yeah. So it's not like he just, it's not like the album's out and then he's down doing promo for it. Right. It's not like he's sharing it. each song at its own. Yeah. It's, it's like week by week, you know, he has, he has to make the artwork for each song, mm-hmm. you know, do the promo for each song each week. I'm like, that is actually, I think, harder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If you think about I it. I mean, as a solo act. exhausting. Yeah. Um, and he's working a nine to five too, on yeah, top of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, props him for sure. And it's, I really love the album. It's really good. Um, obviously, I heard it. A while ago. Yeah, you, you probably heard all the songs at this yeah, point, but yeah. Um and I don't want to spoil anything, so I'll wait. Yeah, don't we can You can talk about what's released if you want. Like Yeah, so I think he's on I think the All Day was the last one. All Day was the last one and I'm actually featured on that one. Um that song is like just hype as fuck. Yeah, he he <laughs> called it like a he's like I tried to make a banger yeah, kind of thing. And like I was a, like, Yeah, it really is like yeah, a club banger yeah, kind of like it's literally <laughs> a banger that's glorifying and demonizing addiction at the there same you go. time. Ooh. Um it's called All Day. The hook's like I've been drinking all day. You know what I mean? This fucking it's just the beat is crazy, it's like super bass heavy, like very bass heavy. Yeah, you played in your car and it's like boom, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's cool. It was a fun song to do. We actually made that song a while ago oh really but yeah like a lot that's this super was, neat oh well, i mean because yeah i've been at the studio for a while so like yeah that's true i guess yeah, like so it's been a minute but i remember he got the beat and sent it to me and he was gonna do it by himself and i was like he's like how do you think of this and i'm like i think i need to be on it <laughs> I, was like, I was like there's no way i'm letting you do that by yourself <laughs> that's hilarious yeah. Um, that's how you're gonna write your album is you you're gonna hear something like i think i need to yeah, do this like, i think i need to be on that one <laughs> um but yeah, so I mean, I love how it, it's coming together. The the my favorite song 
on the album is Roses featuring Superboy. Um, that one came out maybe like three weeks ago. I think that's episode, like uh, track three or so. Yeah, I, I forget the exact order, but yeah. I think it is three. If it's not three, it's four. So mm-hmm. um, it's my favorite song in there. It talks about his dad also who uh, passed away. Um, but yeah, everyone needs to listen to that song. It's so good. It, I really love that song. Yeah. It's awesome. So he's actually putting on a so shameless plug for him. Um, he's putting on a show for the album September 20th. Oh, cool. Um, and the proceeds go to, so save money. Um, I might butcher this explanation. So I apologize, Nate. You can explain this further if I mess it up. But so save money is like Vic Mensa's group. And they do a lot of charity work and stuff like that, like raise money for not exactly sure what i'm not super what where it actually goes yeah yeah but i know they do like a lot of work in the city and stuff like that so they have a lot of causes but they're also like kind of make a very philanthropy basically yeah but they make firm political stances too so clear like obviously they don't fuck with trump right (laughs) vic mensa does not fuck with him so at all but he um vic mensa made a song called camp america Mm -hmm. right and in the video it's like there's a whole bunch of uh, white kids like that are in like a jail cell. I think I haven't seen the video. I just heard the drama behind it. But like in a jail cell, um, but they're like partying, so it's not like hmm. like like they look like they're having fun in jail. Right. I think the commentary is just him kind of flipping the script on like oh like a lot of you know African Americans in prison and stuff like that. So I, I think that's what he's doing. Again, I haven't seen the video, so yeah, I don't want to comment too much on what he was going for, but. The point is, the the landlord of the building that Save Money was in, uh, his company, is a Trump supporter, and saw that and was like, "That's so fucking wrong!" Da da da, and like evicted them out Whoa. of the building, and just like kicked them out. Like he came back from tour or something, and all their shit was like outside, and they were like, wow. "What the fuck, dude?" So nice, just kicked them out. And so I guess you know they the the group found another, and it's a I mean it's a charity group that even though Vic Mensa is a part of it, mm-hmm. it's not. Like that was a separate thing. Yeah, it's like he, you know what I mean. He's controlling right that. So um, Nate put it together to show to help raise money for their charity. Um, That's cool. And one of the artists is also a music label too. It's like a big thing, man. I don't even understand it all. I'm not too versed on that, but mm-hmm. one of the artists that's on the label is headlining the show. So nice. Yeah, and they put that all together. So that's neat. Yeah. So yeah, September twentieth. But uh, yeah. do you know what venue? Let me look it up so I don't say it wrong because it's yeah. important. <laughs> for those for those people listening in the Chicagoland area, yeah, because that it's obviously going to be local. It's not like he's going to be flying somewhere. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it is so the uh, artist Save Money Save Life benefit concert artist is Sterling Hayes. Um, it is at so also it's the Burlington Bar in Logan Square. Oh, cool. All right. Um. So cool area. There's so much to do out there. Yeah. Um, and it's a punk rock and hip hop crossover. Concert. Whoa, so, that's neat. Yeah. He's been talking about wanting to do because Nate's super into punk rock. Like yeah. that's his. That's Jordan. His ben is like, <laughs> Ben's like I want to go. I'm down for that. <laughs> I was down for it to begin with for Nate. But now there's that. Yeah. So yeah, he's super been, down. When me and him were like doing music all the time, he's like, man, we should do a punk rock and rap show. And I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'm not really into it's punk like, rock. Uh, it's like Kid Cudi's album. Yeah, yeah. He's been trying to get me into punk rock for he, so long. Do it when I when I explain <laughs> when I explained you know his like background in music. A lot of people were like, "Wait, what?" 
Yeah. Like a lot of people did not get it right away. They were yeah. like, wait, he's back. Like his roots are punk rock and he's now a hip hop artist. And right. they're like, that's yeah, really yeah. And they like stop, pause, think, and like, that's actually really cool. It is really cool. <laughs> it's super cool. And I, I think, it, you know, I've been seeing a lot more albums like that are defy a label. Like um, this weekend or Friday, yesterday, the um, or day before, uh, Post Malone's new album that came out. He's got a song with Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, Ozzy Osbourne and Travis Scott. And, and, and everybody, it's happening again for everybody in the world. They're just like, man, who's this Ozzy Osbourne guy? But <laughs> Wait, what? Out, but shout out to Post Malone. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We got all the tweeny boppers going on again. Because yeah. like, I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, if I was like someone who's like post alone and like obviously he grew up with listening to Ozzy Osbourne at some point in his life because yeah. he's our fucking age, mm-hmm. I would like fall over. <laughs> like, like I'd be just like, it makes sense though. Like if you're 14, like, yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, in the last what years that you're coherent, right? Ozzy Osbourne hasn't really done anything. No, you know right. I mean? So that's that's fair. But Unless hey, you have parents hey, that are still, older, all, yeah. all these 14 year olds have the power of. Like Google the most powerful internet in your hands. I know you just type in Ozzy Osbourne, so, hey, it's gonna Ozzy show Osbourne. up. Yeah. Oh, well, this dude has been along for a while. That's cool that he hopped on that with Post instead of just instantly going like, man, that Ozzy Osbourne was good. Shout out to Post for putting him on. He's gonna blow up. <laughs> like, so fucking it's funny. like dude blew up a long time ago. He is sitting pretty in his retirement days at this point. He's, dude, he's like seventy or something. The fact that he even could, like... He's still touring. I know! It's like Aerosmith, dude. Air, uh, uh, Steve Tyler. Steven Tyler. That guy, he's, he's like a toothpick still. He's like skinnier than all shit, but yeah. dresses like he still does. Like, it's like he yeah. never grew up. Yeah. And yeah, he's still to. touring like crazy. And I don't get it, man. Hey, if you still got hey. if you still got gas in the tank, you run But does, Ozzy, does Ozzy really have gas in the no. tank? No. Ozzy probably not. Like he's been man. on empty for a while. <laughs> uh, Ozzy, Ozzy, he's living on, I don't even know, man. He's living yeah. on borrowed gas right now. <laughs> he's sure. got nanobots keeping him alive yeah, or something. Seriously. I don't know. I'm like, man, you just... With how many drugs that guy did? Yeah. <laughs> he's so Somebody hooked a reserve tank up to him a while ago. Yeah. Somehow just still going. I mean, the fact that he even did that song, I was like, damn, that's pretty crazy. Because it can't be easy for him to, like... No. I haven't heard it, but I plan to. I listened to it yesterday. It's pretty good. I I don't care a lot for Post Malone. I just... I res- my cup of tea. I respect yeah. him a lot, because I think he's really... My favorite song is Sunflower, but that's mostly because of the, the... The way it was done for the Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's just such a, I don't know, I just really, and it, and it was one of those accidental things where I was like, eh, I don't really like it. And then like, I listened to it a couple more times. I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just respect him. He's really musically versed. Like he, he's I another mean, one of those like unique you. characters too. Yeah. Cause I listened to him on hot ones and I was like, what the, I'm like, hold on. He is, he's goofy as shit. Well, cause he wears like full on suits, but then he's got like that curly nappy hair and all the face tattoos and the grill. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he's just him. Yeah. He is just him. And it's very strange. Cause he's yeah. like, yeah, my, I made my mom buy me suits as like in high school and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, what? I like that. He's unapologetic, unapologetically himself. himself. Yeah, and for sure. That's, that's why I like him. Yeah. His music. I don't, it's a little poppy for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but sure. some of his song, like I fall apart is a great song. I fall apart. Yeah. It's okay. from his first album. That's a great song. Like, you would even like that song. That's an amazing song. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, if you have the kind of draw to be able to get Ozzy Osbourne and Travis Scott on the song together, yeah, fair enough. I mean, could be respected, you know? What <laughs> yeah, because I mean? like, who well, else I, is doing stuff like that? I respect most artists as well. I mean, even if I don't like their music, I mean, except for Fall Out Boy, no, <laughs> no, no respect. To give I love there. the hard lines. But... It's so much fun. <laughs> and nope, no, <laughs> dumb. Goodbye. Uh, I still remember when right. at Riot Fest and they were playing. That was when they had the lighted up, as like the. Uh, oh yeah, and like I, I got dragged into that one with the person that I was with. <laughs> and, like everyone around me is just losing their shit, and Wenzel just kind of looks up, and there's me. I just kind of do like that little like slow turn to kill look me. At him, and I'm not moving at all. My facial expression <laughs> is just. Why am I alive right now? This is because the horrible. next day was Blink One Eighty Two, and that's when I had fun. <laughs> Man, yeah, music's dope. Yeah, but yeah. I've actually only heard like one Fall Out Boy song. You're so not missing out. Yeah, yeah it's okay. fine. Keep it that way. Like, a lot of people like them, though. I feel like they get a lot of love. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just because a lot of people like them doesn't mean you gotta like them. Uh, that's fucking true. Hey, <laughs> <a> country. <laughs> a lot of people like that. Fall Out Boy. Is the watered down Blink One Eighty Two? Ooh, ooh! Really? I don't. Know. I never heard of it that yes. way. But yes. And to anybody that's gonna listen to this and take offense to it, be offended. I'm right. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but no. Other than that, like if. You have the balls to go out and create something the way that you want to create it. Yeah. I go, I'm going to respect you. And then next, taking it to the next level of performing live on stage in front of crowds of yeah, like hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands. No, no, yeah. Nobody's going to make music that's for everybody. Yeah. Unless you're Bill and Ted, uh, excellent adventure, because they're the ones who save the world at the end. <laughs> world peace. I don't know. Have you seen the movie? No. Well, that's how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Apparently, well, listen here. If you haven't seen it when it came out in the 80s, I'm pretty sure... Well, you didn't see it in the 80s either, to be fair. Yeah, I saw it in the 90s. <laughs> it's been out for that long. It's God, been, out, it's been out for that long that if at this point you haven't seen it yet, any spoilers that get ruined for you is on you. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. But... Yeah, man. Because they're making the third one now. Uh oh. No, and Kid Cudi's in that one. What? That's yep. Keanu, right? Yes. Yeah. Weird. It's Keanu. Weird. He gonna, he's gonna fuck some shit up, probably. No. He's gonna have a dog. They have to. After he does all that John Wick, and now they're making Matrix Four. I'm not, dude. If Matrix if, Four, if, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I'm excited. Hyped for it. or I'm excited skeptical? For it. Oh, the no, third one ended like a little boringly, but yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm down to see what's coming up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, it was weird because me and uh, uh, my friend John were just talking about like the Matrix. I'm like, dude, I would love to like rework the Matrix, like and just to bam. like mm-hmm. not even like to see it all the way through. I mean. If so, fuck yeah, but like, just, <laughs> just for fun to like do my twist on it or something. Mm-hmm. And then it was like the next week, it was like Matrix, Matrix 4 announced. So I'm like, those motherfuckers, <laughs> they're not going to give me my chance. Look, a- after his success with the John Wick series, everything he's ever been involved with is getting either redone or another one. Like, yeah. The world fell in love with Keanu Re- uh, Reeves again, Yeah, which is a good thing. All I can remember from Matrix, though, is uh, the death scene in the elevator with Trinity. 
And it was spoilers. Really, what I'm dude? Just, like the fuck? In the second one? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was like really like awkward pauses and stuff or something. I forget exactly what yeah. it was, but we like tore it apart for like a solid week. Oh really? I remember. I can't remember who was talking about it. It probably Joe, if I had to guess. Probably. Because I think Joe was really into The Matrix at some point. Yeah, I mean, the second and third one are good, but not great. But the first one was The first one was amazing. amazing. That was, yeah. The second yeah. one was pretty pretty damn good. There's yeah. a lot of good scenes in that one. Then the third one was kind of just like, mm, no, all right. Yeah. It's all right. But the first one, not to go too far in the deep dive nerdy stuff, but... The way they... That's what we do here. Yeah, but <laughs> the way they did the exposition of telling you what is going on. Cause they, uh, so if you think about the, the whole world of the Matrix, how complicated that is yeah. to kind of get that message across to mm-hmm. someone in the span. Of, I mean, you only get, what, like, what, an hour and a half, two hours? Yep. But, like, at a certain point, you have to get the story rolling. You can't just explain everything. Yeah. But the way in that first, that first act when they start telling you everything that's going on and, like, the way they deliver the exposition, mm-hmm. perfect. Like... Per, that is a way to get everyone. Oh, I get it. All right, we're yeah. moving on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they did a great job at that. So it was also just a great concept. Yeah, I mean, it's but, one. Of, it's an archetypal story. It's, yeah, it's built in the same thematic premise of like Star Wars and uh, Lord of the Rings and stuff like yeah. that. I feel like they got the idea from the uh, simulacra and simulation. A little bit, yeah. Baudrillard. I think a lot because like I haven't read the book yet, but I ordered it, uh, so I'm planning on reading it, but. Uh, from stuff that I read on it, it's really similar. Like, yeah. if I didn't take ideas from it, I'd be surprised. They, they read it, I mean? yeah. for sure. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'm super excited for Matrix 4, dude. I'm <laughs> maybe, really excited. Maybe, maybe, it, maybe the Matrix might be one of the, the deep dive movies we should do soon. Because I think we should. It, it, seems, it seems like one. a good one that we could do. Yeah. yeah. We can go pretty deep on that one. That'd be a good one. That'd, That'd be a really be good one. Yeah. I've been trying to think of a good movie that we could do that's not like too film buffy i guess is the way to i mean i would do harry potter too (laughs) i'd want to do one of the later ones i don't like the first three careful (laughs) (laughs) but the pause careful (laughs) but those aren't like the kid version well yeah you know Mm -hmm. it's the very early on stages of it you know yes i guess i like the third one that's not fair i don't like the first two the third one is okay my least favorite movie is chamber of secrets that is my least favorite. Yeah. Yeah, that one sucked. It's my least favorite. Not gonna lie. It was really kind of bad. Not when I was like eight or however old I was when yeah, I saw it. I was like, this yeah. is sick. Like that big ass snake. <laughs> Basilisk. See, I, see, my, my, <laughs> big ass snake. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I remember. That's a big ass snake. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh. Like, that's terrifying. That's oh, a yeah. big ass snake. <laughs> we were just talking about you hate nature. Imagine if that thing was real. You're walking through the woods and a snake fucking uh, the size of this fucking serious tower walks at you like, what's up? Yeah. You're gonna be like, get the fuck. Yeah, get away no. from me. <laughs> yeah. I'm hallucinating. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Although, I mean, the basilisk isn't that tall, but right, still. Yeah. You know, know Sears Tower is a little bit of an exaggeration, but yeah. we, we, it's for we get it. Drama- <laughs> yeah. Dramaticism. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, it's a big ass snake. Big ass snake. Big ass snake. <laughs> no. I'm going to just take that and just copy it and just make a song out of it. You need to make a sound bite of it. Yeah. <laughs> big ass snake. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna. Tur- I'm gonna send it to Mike. He'll make a song out of yeah. it for you. Oh god! <laughs> Big ass snake. <laughs> Big ass snake. 
It's gonna, there we go. It's gonna be. Yeah. It's gonna be track one. Yeah. Of your- <laughs> <laughs> really good kid, Mad City, big ass snake. <laughs> well, and it turns out the whole album is just Jordan on repeat, big ass snake. <laughs> well, that just becomes the chorus, like the the interlude beat between, yeah. like when it changes transitions. <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? <laughs> Oh fuck! <laughs> we got we got deep, we got deep talk about that big ass thing. <laughs> uh, I think I was gonna say like the other day, my buddy said that he didn't like the first Harry Potter, like, the first movie. He, I, he was like, "No, don't get Does me he wrong." Does he still have arms? Yeah. He's like, "Don't get me wrong. Like, it's not bad. It's just and I'm like, I get what you mean, but like to me though, I really enjoy the first Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Is because it's what brought it to life." Yeah, it brought the movie series to life, and it was received very well. So the rest followed. It's that's fair. That's a very fair statement. Yeah, it's the it's beginning e- of a huge thing. Because if that would have tanked, then they wouldn't right. have made the rest. I mean, it's right. like Star Wars is the same thing, right? Yeah. Like, and then I wouldn't know who you are. He, he's, he's saying Emma Watson. Yeah. He's, he's I'm infatuated. Looking, I'm looking at my phone and yeah, it's yeah. Emma. Dreaming. Been his phone background since he was like Emma. Born. If you're listening, which I doubt. A hundred percent. But <laughs> we have someone who'd like to meet you. Yeah. I don't know if you'd like to meet. Yeah, might be a little yeah, yeah. So, so far, if she is listening, she'd be like, "No, <laughs> psycho alert." <laughs> ben might pass out though. Yeah, will pass out. Yeah, that might. What do you mean, guys? I yeah, I definitely would. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I would freeze up and just <laughs> out. But no, they did a great job of adapting those movies. Yeah, they really did, and like they were cool. I haven't watched it in a while, but dude, they were cool. They did better than like. Have I? It's been a really long time for me. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, we could definitely do a a deep dive on those movies too. I don't know if you could. They're, I mean, so they're good movies, but they're kind of. Well, you can, can you it's, can talk about the themes. Yeah, it's yeah, basically yeah, just the huge storyline of friendship and yeah, and like relationships with people to get you through the tough times yeah just nice yeah. little subtle undertone through that whole series basically about all that yeah i guess we could we can figure it. where and there's a will there's a badass yeah, of a true. world that is i mean come on yeah that i think is the most impressive part i think the books are so impressive like oh yeah uh They're what f- the fuck i mean jk rowling i almost forgot it she <laughs> did a phenomenal i mean ben would read those books in like a week when they would get come out yeah, yeah. Like you but just like, power through those things. The imagination on that woman is impeccable. I want yeah, her to do something. I'm not gonna lie. I want her to do something else, and this is kind of a selfish desire. But I want. I don't know what she has. So if she has. You can. Kind of I think she has one other book out that isn't Harry Potter related. Yeah. But I guess it didn't get received as well. Right. But then again, it's hard to follow up with. Yeah. Harry yeah. Potter, <laughs> especially because yeah. right now. Everyone almost at this point kind of grew up with Harry Potter. So it's very hard to be that successful of a writer. And then somebody sees her name, put out another book, and she's like, oh my God, I can't, well, like, what's, oh, I can't wait for this. Yeah, it's like, well, this is nothing like Harry Potter. It's like, well, duh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, people like, box it, themselves in, or yeah. at least the audience boxes themselves in, expecting a certain kind of style or something. Mm-hmm. And then they, when they get what they, asked for they're like oh this is not really what we wanted kind of thing but i mean with those stories though she set herself up very easily 
too, if she just wanted to only stick to that world for the rest of her life, she very well could. Oh, yeah. Because it's sure. massive. As, I mean, I feel like it equals that, like, Lord of the Rings, how big the, yeah. like, the world is. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, just imagine her writing a whole series about Dumbledore himself. Yeah. That'd be yeah, neat. She could do that. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, let's go before Dumbledore. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's so well, much, yeah, like, lore. I mean, yeah, we had Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. yeah. Newt Scarmander, which is, like, 150 years before mm-hmm. Harry Potter. Yeah. It's like, nuts. one of my favorite things that they should do, that's not, it's not Harry Potter related, but Star Wars related, is creating, like, a thriller like a horror thriller darth vader movie oh where you know if you ever watched uh rogue one yeah the end of rogue one where he's walking down that hallway and like fucking and just fucking up. everybody up yeah, just rogue imagine rogue. an entire movie two hours of that shit That'd where darth vader is just like this imposing force yeah and like i don't know he's hunting jedi or something and it's just like fucking people oh yeah. i'm surprised they haven't yet they need That's, to yeah that would be the best he thing he's a good villain He's yeah. like oh, sure. the best villain. <laughs> yeah. And to like really one of the best. But to like show how when he's Vader, how he's just like gets his notoriety up and everyone's like, oh, he's fucking everyone up. Yeah. yeah. That would like, be dope. like double clicking on like a, a an event that yeah. like he was like everyone whispers about yeah. after the fact. Yeah, because like, they, they've <laughs> never really shown that no. in any of yeah. the Star Wars. But movies. you get like you, you get to feel it. it yeah. And you get the feel of it too, like with his like just how the character is portrayed on scene. Yeah. But dude, just show me John Wick Darth Vader. Basically. Like, show me. I'm yeah, I'm picturing like go. Darth Vader with the helmet, but the black suit of John Wick right now. <laughs> <laughs> also voiced by Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I mean he doesn't say that many lines, so it would be yeah, it would be pretty good. Yeah. That'd be dope. Or like even Darth Maul. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Darth Maul is probably my favorite character in all of Star Wars. Yeah, that's a cool character. Does he have one line? Basically. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> he has one line. I think so. <laughs> he might actually. Yeah. I think he says like one thing about like we will have our revenge or something in episode one, and that was it. And that's it. Yeah. Still. Yeah. That's weird. But yeah, it's like it's weird because like, how certain characters that don't say anything but just have like this just presence. Force, yeah, just a presence that, that like kind of take over the I'm imagination. Su- I'm surprised that that like entire race didn't have more to do with Star Wars than just Darth Maul. Yeah, wasn't. They build out a little bit more in other things, like in the comic books and whatnot, yeah. but they, yeah. Are they all evil? No. There's no way that they're, he they're, looks like a devil. <laughs> yeah. There's a planet, so there's a planet that all the people on that planet look like that, where they have, like, the spiky head and stuff, but they don't have the black and red. That oh. Those are tattoos. Oh. And so his entire body is tattooed. Oh, yeah. Um, That's, but they normally, I didn't know that either. Yeah, they normally have, like, normal skin tones and maybe some tattoos, like mm-hmm. maybe black tattoos and stuff, but yeah. not to the level that Darth Maul has it. Oh, but oh, and they're and they're more likely to be force sensitive too in the in the way that they wrote it. Um, they have like shamanistic like dark side users that are like they conjure stuff and like do. They're not like Sith or Jedi, but they're they can still use the force in different ways. Hmm. It's a little. It's very interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like there's so much to Star Wars that people who just watch the movies don't un- like know about. Yeah. yeah, there's just so many layers and depth. It's just like Harry Potter. Like once yeah. you like start going into it. My my question on Star Wars was so George Lucas created mm-hmm. a New Hope. Yeah, Did he wrote he it. Create all the spinoffs or have like a like a say in it or was I it think just he, he kind of opened? He had it up? a say. I think he has some creative license, mostly over the movies themselves. Yeah, because there's Still. like so many books. Like yeah, h- however many games. So like, there's like a Lucas film and Lucas like whatever 
there's like a Lucas something, like it's a studio yeah. that kind of presides over everything Star Wars gotcha. somewhat. And so he has creative license over the canon of the films for the most part, but then there's like a whole bunch of spinoffs of like books, games, comic books that kind of, they kind of fit into the guidelines. It's kind of like we were saying before, like forcing something mm-hmm. where like fans will know if you're trying too hard to make something. Right. It's the opposite end of the spectrum, right? Where it's gotcha. like, there's this ethos about Star Wars that everybody kind of knows about certain things. So like, if you do Darth Vader wrong, people are going to fucking know yeah. <laughs> really fast. Yeah, they're tear you apart. <laughs> yeah. And they're not going to be happy about it. And um, yeah, so there's, there's just a whole lot of like extra stuff that kind of got expanded on. That, I think that's what's even more like fascinating about the whole thing is just how much extra stuff that there is that exists from like three movies that were in the 70s and 80s, yeah. you know, episodes one through three. And then all of a sudden it's like you got toys, you got books, you got comic books, and then it gets revitalized in the early 2000s. Yeah. And it's you, and get, you get even more games. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, no. Dude, dude, that was so funny. I'm not sure. For context, there was, a, it was an Obi-Wan Kenobi game where you basically played through the first, I think it was episode one, you played through the head as him. And if you go, you press a button and he like can't interact with anything, he just goes, I'm not sure. So we'd sit there and press the button like a hundred times. <laughs> so yeah, we were, still are, but yeah. we're really stupid. Yeah. And we're easily amused. Yeah, yeah. we find it hilarious. <laughs> I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, my only like thing on Star Wars which you can probably, you know, shit on this, <laughs> but, and it doesn't mean much because it's just my opinion, but right. I was, uh, my only critique on it and why I didn't get so more into it than I am is that I thought there was a lot of evil just to be evil for the sake of being evil. You know what I mean? As far as, uh, what's his name? Lord Sidious. Yeah, Darth Sidious. Darth Sidious, yeah. yeah. Like, I thought he was just like, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he was just that. And I was like, it'd be cool if he had more depth to him. Yeah. I but. think they tried to explain it a little bit more in uh, at least the newer ones with, like, Kylo Ren. Because I forgot the dude's name, but we kind of actually got, like, an interaction with... He's got the big-ass head. Snoke? Snoke, yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of like your your Thanos of the Marvel world. Like, yeah. He, he's the big, bad evil with the big master plan that you'll... Know, now you have all these people underneath him that are kind of trying to get everything in order for his big master plan, yeah. but it just it doesn't like really get spoken out. Like that's what's going on. So I think that's kind of like they kind of tried to. Yeah, the depth of bring Sidious, that forward. There's a book that actually goes in the backstory of Sidious, like how oh, he really? became, like that's who his master, who his master was, and like how he got into power kind of thing. I thought it was Snoke. Or was it Snoke? Snoke is in the newer stuff, episodes 7, 8, and 9. Oh. Uh, Darth Sidious is the is the Palpatine, the right. guy with the... Yeah. Well, no, I knew that. I just thought I had... Power. I guess I just assumed this and just didn't <laughs> think anything different. I thought Snoke's was whole Sidious? thing was Sidious's master. Like, I thought no. that was his relevance mm-hmm. in the new ones. Okay. We don't know wh- where Snoke came from. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, oh, there okay. is no... As of right now, there's not a whole lot of information on who Snoke is or was. Um, yeah. we don't really know, and we're hoping we find out more in the next. Then he can't be dead. Movie, I don't think. There's we don't. No we way. have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it it's it's kind of a mystery and a conundrum because when you, the reason like Sidious didn't have as much of a backstory, at least in the original trilogy, is like he was representing like 
absolute evil right. basically and so that's why it's like yeah being evil for evil's sake mm -hmm. comes off because right. it's like you're trying to fight against the worst possible you know outcome but it's also a story of hope because you have this character that is Darth Vader and you know spoiler <gasps> it's Luke's dad <gasps> <What>? <laughs> sorry you're 40 years too late I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> um, what the fuck man <laughs> and um, when you have something like that where it's like it's not even, it's so strange to say this, but like Star Wars isn't Luke Skywalker's story. It was Darth Vader's and Anakin's story the whole time. Yeah. And it's a one of hope. It was like, how do you bring someone back from the edge or from the worst possible version of themselves and don't give up hope, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, to see like that transformation in the character, even through episodes one through three, and then filling in the gray of, with episodes four, five, and six with Phantom Menace, Clone Wars, and etc., it <clears throat> It's a very interesting story once you start looking at it. And obviously there's a lot of purists out there don't like certain aspects of the, the newer trilogies and stuff like that. But it's kind of, it's, it's less about Sidious and more about Anakin's character and how he goes through all the shades yeah. from, you know, being a little boy to all the way being the worst possible version of himself to... You know, always kind of clinging back to something, even though even though as hard as he tries to say that a part of him is dead, mm -hmm. it's still there in him. Like he still knows what's right and wrong. Right. You know, it's it's a really interesting story. And like there's a lot of like the comic books add a lot more texture to the character of Darth Vader and like his internal battle hmm. of like how he still is like in pain all the time. Right. You know, it's almost like a mental it's almost like a commentary on mental health in some ways mm -hmm. where there's some stories where he like finds out that Luke is alive or mm -hmm. like he has a son, like he hears whispers of it and he's like, you know, trying to find him for, yeah, yeah. for lack of a better term. And it's like this interesting thing. Like he's not sure. Right. Kind I'm of not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you didn't even flinch. You didn't even flinch. You just immediately. I'm not sure. Oh Sorry. my God. No, it's okay. <laughs> Everybody listening is gonna be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> These people, weird. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's I've always I always really enjoyed just the the extra depth. It's funny now that I'm talking about it out loud, where it's like this this I've always enjoyed just nuance and depth, especially mm -hmm. within characters. Yeah, where it's like never like n nothing is ever as cut and dry as it seems like All on right. the surface. I think adding that complexity to to characters is really what makes characters compelling or at least interesting because it makes them more like us. Right. Because, you know, having a character that's all bad or all good is kind of like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Like, I can't, they're like, well, obviously, like, some days I just want to be a lazy piece of shit or wish I could, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, eat all the ice cream that I wanted <laughs> to, like, lack of an extreme thing. It's right. like 90% of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. well, Star Wars will be, a, a t be tangent into this one, too. Yeah. But that's another one we got to go way deeper on because I could talk yeah. about it for almost forever. Yeah. All of those lore, <laughs> excuse me, all of those lore stories where it's just like massive worlds built. Mm -hmm. I feel like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Star Trek is another Star one. Star Trek. I've never gotten into it, but Neither, yeah, I, you can't yeah. count it out. But like those, the worlds, they Star Trek is more of a TV series too. So it's not, yeah. It's, yeah, so it's a little bit vein. different vein for a different generation. Cause it was earlier than Star Wars even. Yeah. Or around, around the same time. Right. But yeah. Like the worlds they built are, it's insane you know i mean I mean? marvel's like, up there too yeah now, marvel's a little 
I guess, yeah, I guess you could say that for sure. I mean, because it's like, if you think about it, like these characters were created by someone, <clears throat> you know, over like in the 60s and 70s. And now we're here in 2019. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're not the ones still creating the stories. Right. They've been, they've passed the torch on a newer the new, generation yeah, of, of writers and artists and all that stuff yeah. that still believe in whatever those stories yeah. had about them. Right. I would say Marvel's a little different only because there's so much standalone things. You're right. You know what I mean? So it's still... The medium is different. Yeah. It's still crazy, though, to make something that, like, is that huge, even DC, too. Yeah. But, like, I think it's even more impressive with, like, a Star Wars because even when you have, like, like a side story that's not canon, Mm -hmm. it still fits... It still has Mm -hmm. to fit in, in a way. Like, the new game they're making, I don't Um, know. the Last Jedi or something, or Lost Jedi or something, yeah, or Lost what, Order. I can't remember. Yeah, whatever it's called. Actually, oh, with the the kid from Shameless. Shameless? Yeah. yeah, it looks interesting. it looks pre- really good. Yeah, I pre-ordered it. it so if like I had to fun. describe it for anyone who's I've seen videos of it, it's like Uncharted but Star Wars. Yeah, oh. like the Uncharted series. Yeah, so it looks. I think it's gonna be awesome. It looks like they've put their time in it and made a game. Is it still EA? No, no. Yeah, I don't think so. No, I don't think it is. I think it's Respawn actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, so people who made titanfall and all that? i believe so all right that's yeah. the game changer right there then yeah it looked i watched trailers and it looks fucking awesome yeah they had an e3 thing um uh like the tech demo of them playing it and showing stuff it was pretty it looks really good yeah uh, i'm trying to find it right now star wars it is Fallen Order is the name of the game. Order. Order. We were way off. I was way off, very off. <laughs> Lost Order, Fallen Order, close. So, so, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a common. <laughs> there's a common theme with all these like names yeah. and stuff. Um, but the the way they're doing it is very cinematic, and it feels like it fits the 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 style of Star Wars that they've been going for, or at least this new version of it. Yeah. Um, and I just enjoy like when. I don't know, when you kind of, this isn't, oh, we're just giving ourselves so many more stories to talk about, but <laughs> from video games itself, like you, you just look at a video game as like a creative, like a multimedia project, it's probably the most daunting of any yeah. thing you can do. Yeah. Because tough. before you even put coding anywhere, you, you, you think of the story, yeah. you think of the environments, you do all of this artwork and, you know, creative element stuff that mm-hmm. you normally just do as like its own fucking thing. Yeah. And then you have to be like, okay, so how is a player going to interact, like actively interact with this world yeah. and then make it believable with all of the coding and the effects that you have to throw in and then yeah. there's the music and whatnot. It's yeah. just this insanity project and you know that's a whole nother rabbit hole that we could like unravel and go down and it's a way separate conversation but i really find like video games as this like creative medium that kind of is encapsulating so much Mm -hmm. to make something real right even though it isn't real obviously right is fascinating series Ooh. Yeah. I mean, see, there's another one we could talk about. Yeah. Like, we don't have to get into it. But yeah, we definitely I was, don't get into it. I was, I was thinking how the, like, Bandersnatch came out with Black mm-hmm. Mirror. Yeah. I was thinking how, to me, that didn't work. I didn't, I think it wasn't good, uh, to be honest. Yeah, we talked I, about yeah, it before. Even, you didn't watch it. Yeah, I, did, yeah, I didn't do watch it. Watch it because it's, you know, it's interesting. It is what it is, but it's I worth did, doing at least once. Yeah. But I, I was just like, yeah, this kind of missed the mark. But I was thinking, I did the Bear Grylls one. Oh, there was a Bear Grylls uh, one? There's a Bear Grylls one where you can decide what he does. That's and interesting. You can either 
succeed or uh, kill Bear Grylls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking, I was like, I think video games are the only real way to do like an interactive story. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, like yeah. I don't, I don't think it'll ever work in movies. To be honest, no, it like not to the effect of being like amazing. Like it might be interesting. It like it would. I think the only way it would work is if you get mainstream, like some like super powered VR kind of thing happens, yeah. and it's built specifically around a platform like that that immerses you as the the main lead, character as the character in yeah. that film. Like, kind of like how they did the, I forget that movie, but it was, like, all shot in first person, the action. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I yeah. can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but, <laughs> yeah. like, that kind of movie, but do it in VR and yeah. stuff, and then you still have, like, a controller or something where you're, like, I don't know if you'd be actively able to move around. That'd be really kind of dope. Yeah. See, they could do but, it really well interactive with uh, Ready Player One. That's the name. Or not Ready Player One. That's no, a completely that's, different one. Yeah, but I, I really like that but, movie. But I'm saying you can make it really interactive with that to mm-hmm. whereas as soon as he hops in the video game world, you hop in with him too and you actually like do those challenges and play those challenges and try to win. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like you could do it really well with that movie at least. But yeah. for the yeah. most part. When I was listening to that book, I, I listened to the audio book <laughs> of that book before the movie came out and I was like, this is fascinating because it's the it's so good the movie doesn't really do a lot of it justice because they updated a lot of a lot of the 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 games and things you see in there to match our current technique like current you know cultural likes and dislikes for stuff but uh in it's kind of a love letter to the 80s of like 80s video gaming and like Mm -hmm. the original stuff which makes it a lot more fun because it's like you can kind of see where all this stuff came from a little yeah. bit, like all those old side scrolly or dungeon crawler games and stuff yeah. like that. And like the kid's like the ultra nerd, and he's like the only one that like spent all of his own time trying to figure these like riddles out and like yeah. playing those games because he was obsessed with it. So it's just like, you know, it, it was one of those like stories that it really resonates um, when you're. I don't know. It's like just shows. It's almost like that Matrix S where it's like dystopian world where you mm-hmm. you know. When you're plugged in to the simulation, it feels yeah. like you have, you know, something going for you or whatever. But it's like, how do you, for lack of a better like term right now, is self-actualize. Right. You know, self-actualizing yourself and become an active participant in your own world hmm. or in your own life. It's a lot deeper than I thought that story was. It, it that's I mean that's the kind of the core of all the great stories though. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like true. connecting with others and become an active participant with mm-hmm. those around you, yeah. or and making an impact or a difference. And it's not, you know, it's not about the recognition from outward sources, but it's like what moves you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's almost time for game time. Yeah, so, so that's actually a really good note. To <laughs> <end>. <laughs> I know, <laughs> it was like perfect. I wasn't expecting to be so positive though, but it was yeah. like. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go through this and write down notes and give us a whole bunch more topics to go talk and expand on now because this right? one, yeah. this is like a brainstorming session. Yeah. <laughs> this was tangent after tangent. Like, remember, we started at football. <laughs> I know. And yeah. so I was like, I'm like, how did we get from football to this? Now? <laughs> but well, it's still a game. Yeah, it's all it's all games, kind of. Yeah, ended in a game. All right, guys. Well, this is fun. Yeah. Until next time. Yeah. Peace. Boom. Adios. Go Patriots. Oh. Mm-hmm. I want to take a quick second and talk about how you can support our show. I believe this is the most honest way that I can connect with you, the listener, and put it in front of everyone. You can support our show for as little as 99 cents a month. We release four podcasts a month, all at an average length of about an hour. 
That means you are supporting us at just 25 cents an hour. That's a, that's cheaper than the dollar menu. I think it's safe to say that we provide more value than that. And if you learn anything from our content, please consider becoming a supporter today with the link in the description of any episode or on the website at feedingcuriosity.net. And with that, thanks for listening and please enjoy the show. You just listened to an episode of Feeding Curiosity. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a like, subscribe, go check out the website over at feedingcuriosity.net and all the other things that we're doing there. And once again, thank you all for tuning in and we will see you in the next episode.